everybody. My name is Eric Cheek, Pulse Overeater. Uh, really, uh, I'm grateful to be here tonight. Uh, my uh, my head is all over the place, <laughs> and uh, I seem to get censored in a meeting. I've, I've been coming and going to OA since 1981. Um, uh, even as a child, I was always looking for that magic that would fix me, you know, that magic diet, that magic exercise, both which required very little on my part. You know, you can eat whatever you want. You can exercise every 10 years and you'll look and feel amazing. And that's what I was looking for really um, while I tried all the things that were available to me. And I did try a lot of different things, you know, but uh, uh, I never failed to get centered when I get come to an OA meeting. It always seems to just like, you know, in a, in a whirlwind uh, uh, of a day, I can go to a meeting and just go, oh, my feet are on the ground. I feel so much better. I'm going to go home now. <laughs> you know, it never fails no matter what's going on. You know, even if I don't enjoy the meeting, I enjoy the way I feel afterwards. You know, uh, it's, it's like a, a, a self, an act of self-love, self-care coming to an OA meeting. Um, I didn't, I, I'm not always been in recovery, but, you know, I've always felt the same way, you know, it's, you know, even if I wasn't in recovery, I felt so much better about myself, doing something good for myself, coming to a meeting, you know, and sometimes all I'm able to do is listen, which is absolutely enough, you know, I, I, I might not have anything to say or might be too afraid to talk and that's perfectly fine, you know, in an OA meeting. Uh, and uh, the, only, the only thing I ever got, you know, or like the big, I should say that the biggest message I always received was, you know, keep coming back, you know, and I felt like I was welcome to keep coming back. I've always felt like that here. And uh, so, yeah, I, I uh, like I said, I, I, I've been coming and going since, uh, since 81 and, and uh, mostly, mostly going. <laughs> I would like to say there's, there's somebody uh, not muted on the line. If you would please mute yourself. It's a little distracting. Uh, I was I was going to say that uh, I forgot what I was going to say, <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, uh, I, I I I I haven't. I was that's what I was going to say. I haven't had recovery since day one. I would like to say that. I would like to say I came in you know the doors in 1981 and and, and never you know had another compulsive bite or uh, compulsive thought or compulsive behavior. That would not be true, you know. Um, relapse and recovery has definitely played a big part of my life in this program. And, uh, and I really appreciate all the people that I've met over the years that just unselfishly encouraged me and, and was always there. Just, you know, make, reach out or make a phone call, whatever, and just talk and, and connect. And, and, uh, and here's the only place that I've ever felt safe to talk about, you know, the madness that's in between my ears, you know, and, and not get, not feel judged, you know, cause I, I was always worried that um, people, if they figured out what I was actually thinking, they would probably lock me up. You know, that that's why would you want to eat out of a trash can? Why would you want to eat off the floor? Why would you want to eat something that's past its expiration date? You know, why would you want to exercise to the point of passing out and then, you know, quit? Why would you pay for a gym membership? Uh, you know, and never go, <laughs> you know, and, 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 uh, you know, all the, all the crazy thoughts that I would think about others, I'd read people's minds and, and what I always 
found out when I was reading people's minds is they don't like me. They don't care for me that I'm a second class citizen, that I don't deserve to breathe the same air that you do. And, you know, and rightly so, by the way, I don't deserve, you know, and I, I would like, I would believe, I would believe these thoughts, feelings, these lies, you know, these lies would become my truth. And, and uh, I would, I would feel justified in abusing myself with isolation and and it is abuse, by the way. I don't categorize it as, as I was raised in the 70s to think of food as comfort. You know, I've never felt comforted uh, after a binge. I never thought to myself, wow, I feel amazing. I'm going to go out and write a book. <laughs> no, I felt regret, shame, guilt, remorse. You know, all the fun feelings that disease has to offer, the, the, the beautiful array that the disease has to offer of feelings, that's how I felt, you know, because it's abuse. I abused myself with isolation reading, you know. It was never a reward. People, you know, would say, oh, if you do this, I'll give you a reward with this, with this really nice food, whatever it may be. Well, I didn't need to eat that much of it. I didn't need to eat all of it. I didn't need to finish my portion and your portion. I didn't need to eat more than after that, you know. Where's the reward in that? You know, that's that's the opposite of reward. It's a horrible thing. And, and uh, you know, treating myself like that for such a long time, I didn't know how else to treat myself. And in so doing, I didn't know how to feel things. I was talking to a sponsee today who's given away their fourth step inventory, and they, they had a resentment about, um, you know, feelings. I have to feel all these feelings, you know. I'm happy, I'm sad, blah, 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 blah you know, down the list and like, you know, it makes sense to me because I've never given my oppor- myself an opportunity to feel anything. I've all, only ever given my, chance, my my feelings, you know, darkness, push them down, stuff them down, you know, isolate, compulsively overeat, rinse, repeat. And that's, that's the way I lived my life to the point where I had no, you know, I had no edu- education in, you know, dealing with processing, processing feelings, just feelings. You know, it's difficult for me to feel when I'm numbed out. And I, and I would do my utmost to, to, to achieve that goal on a daily basis, you know. And, and uh, I, uh, I was, um, you know, morbidly obese um, before I was a teenager. And when I did become a teenager, I, um, through all the different ways of fixing myself and finding that magic that I mentioned earlier, I uh, found myself in treatment. Uh, you know, check myself into a rehab for compulsive overeating and eating disorders and all the rest of the fun stuff that this disease has to offer. And and, uh, and that was my real uh, introduction to OA. I had been to an OA meeting back in 81, um, but uh, I was just, I got nothing out of it at the time. You know, I came back in 85 and I really understood. I really became, come to understand uh, there was this wonderful woman. Her name was Chris, and she's no longer with us. Um, she recently passed, but when I was 15, she was there, and she shared her story, and it was impactful. It was, it was, you know, it was a game changer for me. Um, I didn't know uh, that somebody could, was, somebody had a disease the way she had hers, and and you know, how how similar it was to my life, and uh, um, you know. Coming to meetings 
uh, I learned the uh, the answers to all my problems right away. And just to share, you know, uh, a, a, a man came to the podium because we had a lots of face-to-face meetings that were really well attended back then. And this man says, you know, in a nutshell, here it is. You know, this this is how you um, find out how to you know save yourself from yourself. So this will fix everything. And, and so I'm like, I'm at the edge of my feet. This man says, you, you know, you simply get a sponsor and you follow that sponsor's direction to the best of your ability. And I let that like marinate for a moment because I like a good marinade. And uh, I thought, uh, mm, no. <laughs> I mean, I understand that what you're saying, um, and I do understand what you're saying. In my head, I'm thinking, okay, so this here, let's break it down. Follow me here, okay? So here's 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 what this guy is saying. You approach somebody you've never met and ask that person for help. You're going to share your phone number with them. They're going to talk to you. They're going to make suggestions. Perhaps uh, from what I've been hearing, to pick up the phone and make outreach calls. And my thought was, if you call somebody, what if they pick up the phone? Then you have to talk to them. Nobody wants that. <laughs> you know, I don't know what to say. How am I going to talk to somebody? I've never met because some guy said, you make an outreach call. And then you want me to read a book. You know, I don't like reading books. You know, just on principle alone, I don't like reading books. And this man wants me to read. I've already, I'm forced to read books. I have to go to school and these teachers are telling me to read these books. I have to read their books and I have to write, write reports and do, you know, whatever they want me to do. Now, this guy's asking me to read a book that I'm not interested in. By the way, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous book has no pictures in it. There's no pop-ups. There's no nothing. It's just a bunch of words pushed together to make sentences, and those sentences are pushed together to make paragraphs, and eventually it comes to the end. Why would I be interested in that? Also, I'm not an alcoholic, you know? And so in my, all this is going on in my head while this man is talking, you know? And, 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 uh, uh, and, then, and then, of course, they're going to ask about food and make suggestions there. Heck no. Heck no. So the problem or the issue or the barrier or the wall that I faced in that moment was, was me. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't want to take a chance on this. I thought that that was drastic, restrictive, and I was not interested in that at all. I, and above all else, I did not want somebody to tell me what to do. And they call it, quote, unquote, suggestions. But, yeah, I, it's basically somebody telling me what to do. I don't like being told what to do. I don't know about you. But that's the way I felt, especially as a teenager. <laughs> You're not the boss of me, screamed every teenager in the history of ever. You know? You're not the boss. And this isn't about that, though, and I couldn't see that. You know? And this isn't uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, something difficult that's being asked of me to pick up a phone and call somebody, read a book. I know how to read. I have an education. You know? I, I can follow uh, the direction that's given to me. It's not difficult. It's just that, you know, I think in, in, in my experience, the reason why I wouldn't do that, especially in that moment, is because I have an aversion to happiness because I don't know how to feel joy and happiness. I don't know how to feel my feelings and especially those. I know how to feel bad about myself. I'm used to that. I used to regret, you know, of what I did the night before, the day before. And, that, and I let that carry into the next day, spill over to the next day so that it can, you know, fuel my desire to continue to abuse myself with isolation and compulsive overeating, you know. And I call that, you know, a good life. <laughs> <laughs>
but something was broken uh, to the point where I needed something more than that good vibe, quote unquote, good vibe. You know, I needed something more. And so I came to OA and I heard the answer. I was not willing to receive it at that time. And I didn't really work this program until 1994. 1994, I actually broke down and got myself a sponsor. You know, I was several hundred pounds overweight by this point. Just got out of a horrible relationship with a woman I never should have been in a relationship with because I had nothing to offer. I'm a compulsive overeater in my, you know, deep in my compulsion. I really shouldn't be in a relationship with a significant other. But, you know, it really helped. Again, everything just like was just tooled to feed my disease, to, to perpetuate it, to, to solidify that foundation, to build on that misery, you know, every choice that I made. And so I asked this man to help me, and he did. And we uh, stayed together for about a year, and it was amazing. I'd never felt like that before, you know, the, the obsession being lifted and, uh, uh, and, and making better choices through, you know, good counsel, from good orderly direction, as we say in OA. Uh, and, uh, it was, it was absolutely stellar. It was amazing. Uh, and I lost weight. I forgot to mention that, right? Well, cause you know, weight became, you know, unimportant, you know, and, 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 and it, it became more important to be of maximum service to my creator. And it was, oh my gosh, I became a sponsor, started sponsoring people and I'd go to these meetings and I would share and I would say, you know, what was going on in my life. And, and I would just, I would get some, some really positive feedback at the end. And, and then uh, I started to accept the credit for God's work in my life as one does. And that is relapsed. That's, that's, uh, that's the beginning of the end uh, because I'm not capable of this great thing. I can do things by like, you know, following a sponsor's direction, connecting with the power greater than myself. And through that joining, through that relationship, I start to make better choices and start to take contrary actions. Um, without which I'm un, 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 not capable of doing so. Yeah. So uh, I uh, I was in relapse. I didn't start compulsive overeating right away. It's the last thing that happened. It turns out that first compulsive bite is the last thing that happened. You know, and eventually I did take that that first compulsive bite, which led to another and another. And then I left program because I didn't need you anymore. You know, I lost weight. I feel great. You told me that I'm, I'm fantastic and amazing and I look great. <laughs> you know, I heard the voices. So, yeah, let's just hold on to that. And I know that I'm going to be okay because I have a lot of information. I have a wealth of knowledge of how it works. I've helped others find recovery, you know. I didn't I really. I was. Thank you. I didn't really. I, just, I was just being of service, you know. <laughs> Their higher power took them where they will, but I took credit for that too, don't you know. But uh, anyways, uh, I came back to OA in uh, 2005 after a, after a little vacation <laughs> from program. And uh, I was uh, 540 pounds and, and uh, uh, on my way to uh, making a really nice purchase of a wheelchair so that I can maintain mobility. Really nice, you know, just because it, it would take the pressure off of my lower back. And I can, you know, move around the kitchen and the office and whatever, wherever I need to go and whatever I need to do. I figured I'm just going to have to do that because I can't walk anymore. And, uh, and so I came back to OA and I sat, I sat in the back of the room 
and I um, uh, I was approached after the meeting by a bunch of people, and they there was there was just it seemed like there was a line of people to talk to me after the meeting, you know, to welcome me back and to talk to me and to encourage me and to exchange phone numbers, and I felt like a human being for the first time in many many years, and uh, I was I, I was just you know I was filled with joy. And it was it was overwhelming because I didn't want to feel joy, you know. Uh, but I really, at the same time, liked it. You know, it was different than how I had felt in a very long time. I just, I lived in the darkness for such a long time. It was really, it was really nice to see some light in the, in the spirit of the life that I was in. And so I came back, and uh, the very next day I asked for a person to, to help me. Because I, only because I knew that's what you do. You ask for help here, you know. And, I had no intention of staying in the program. By the grace of God, I've been here since that time, July 8th of 2005. Uh, I got myself a sponsor, and uh, I've been with the same sponsor since today. You know, we've been together all this time, and uh, I maintain a 352-pound weight loss. And I'm now married. I don't live like a hermit any longer with with my empty packages and wrappers around my couch. You know, uh, in fact, there's none of that. <laughs> uh, and I have a six-year-old son, eight-year-old daughter. Uh, I can't and even even saying it out loud. I still go, "What?" Because I lived alone for such a long time, and I was desperately lonely, desperately lonely, down to your bone. You know, I don't know if you've ever been, you know, in, in the snow uh, and unprepared, <laughs> and then you come back in, in, into the into the house, and there's a fire, but you're 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 so cold that you can't warm up. You know that's how that's how deep the, uh, the 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 loneliness was. It was down to my bones, and and uh, I I was able to find you know solace in my relationship with my sponsor first. You know, I worked on my my relationship with my sponsor. I worked on my program. I worked on myself so that I can finally bring something to the table. You know uh, because I had nothing to offer. And and now I do, you know. Now I have this this wonderful family. I don't know if you can hear it right now, but my son is in the kitchen screaming. <laughs> boy, that boy has a nice set of lungs on him. But uh, yeah, I, I I really want to just say I'm just grateful for this program and for this opportunity and for this life that I've been given. You know, this second chance or tenth chance or fiftieth chance. I don't know how many chances I've been given. I, I'm just I'm amazed that I'm alive. But you know. I, I know this, this program works 100% because I'm, I'm one of those people that you should have just given up on. I'm a, you know, a low bottom feeder, uh, just skid row junkie classification of a compulsive overeater. And yet still I'm here alive. I'm 53 years old and I don't have to abuse myself to survive each moment of each day today, you know, and, and the obsession has been lifted, which is, oh my gosh, can you believe that? Not having to abuse myself with food just to just to deal with the day every single day and what i did to do that is is quite simply what i was asked to do back in 1985 you get a sponsor and you follow directions and if you want to do this please by all means get a sponsor and follow direction and if you just want to come and hang out for a while please come and hang out for a while you know but i would say no matter what keep coming back please do that and, and I think that it's going to uh, improve for you as it has improved for me. Thank you so much for my share. My name is Eric Deacon, Pulse Reader. My phone number is 
Thank you.